everybody and welcome back to the game burrito with me edith and neve hello there neve hello. hello so today everybody we're going to be talking about a wonderful game called the inner world it is an indie point and click adventure game Woohoo! i think we mentioned it in our and developers appreciation day yep two of our previous podcasts from season three it was published by head up games great Mm-hmm. And it's a very good game. It is the first in a series of two games, the Inner World games. The Do you first reckon they're going is... to be making a third? I hope so. The first one is the Inner World, and the second one is the Inner World, the last wind monk. So, this is definitely a story that can be spoiled. So if you have not played the Inner World before, then A, you should play it. It's a very good game. You can get it for iOS and Switch. Which is really great. <laughs> and it, it's a really amazing game. So if you haven't played it before, download it now. Right now. Right now. Which means right now, but like like a cat, because cats seem right Never mind. But um, anyway, download it right now, because it's a great game. And then come back and listen to our podcast on it, because it is a very amazing game. And I enjoyed playing it a lot. But before we get crack a lack a lackin with that, yeah. Keckle... Yeah. Chicken Neve, Neve. Yeah. How is your gaming life as a member of the Game Burrito going? My gaming life's going very well, and I've made a discovery. Well, to be fair, everybody who listened to our last podcast, and of of course us, the podcast makers, made a wonderful discovery. What is it? Never play Arrog. Oh, I just didn't. It's a bad game. I didn't enjoy it. But um, anything, anything positive going on in your game life? Have you played? Playing any new games recently or anything? Uh, I've been playing more Pikuniku. Pikuniku is a very I've good been game. playing loads of Cubert. Cubert? I like Cubert. It's a good game. Bobby Bobo. It's a fun game. I would have loved yeah. to be around in the age of arcade games. Because could you imagine? If you... You know how sometimes you play a bad round of Cubert? Yeah? Mm. And you don't do so well. Yeah, yeah. If you'd been in arcade days... There would have been 50 pence, like, gone. It might have cost more than that, I don't know for sure, so if you're listening to me and it's like, it was far more than 50 pence, then I'm sorry, I didn't exist then, but, um... But can you imagine that? If you had a bad Pac-Man day, then that's 50p gone. Or maybe not 50p, but we're just going to call it 50p. So, Edith? Yeah? I have my Switch right here. Our Switch? My well, Switch. I know it's your Switch, but we share it. Yeah. But it is mine. And I'm going to turn up the music right now. Right now. And I'm going to start a new game. Okay, but before we do that, I have not said what's happening in my gaming life, Neve. Oh, what's happening in your gaming life? Thank you for asking, Neve. And wow. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcasts. They're a very good podcast. If you... If you are into podcasts, or if you're not into podcasts, listen to Dinosaur Machines. They're a really good podcast. And um, I've been wanting to get Castlevania Symphony of the Night, because Metroidvania platformers are my favourite game genre. So And they were named after Metroid and Castlevania. Yeah, and I'd like to get Metroid as well. So I went. I just went onto Amazon, casually went onto... Oh, no, it was eBay even. And I looked up Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, Is Symphony PS1. of the Night, um, first one? I'm pretty sure it is. I know, I need to do a bit of research. But I looked up Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, PS1, because we've got a PS1. So I just thought that made the most sense. 
300 quid second hand. I mean, like, what the cheese? 300 quid? It can't be that good. It's a PS1 game. I mean, get I get it. I mean, it doesn't even have joysticks. Well, you can get PS1 controllers with joysticks. R1 doesn't even have joysticks. Yeah, it's just... What the cheese? I wouldn't pay £300 for any game. You Not even buy like, a Switch for that price. You wouldn't even, like, buy Hollow Knight with, like, figurines and Amiibos. Yeah. Oh, you know what's so funny? books, art books. Oh, I could ask Great Auntie Sandra for it. You know, you know everybody, that class, that, that relative that, that, like, know nothing about you because they're just so old. And they ask you, like, what you want for Christmas. Have you ever asked them for something really expensive? Like, what would you want for Christmas? And I, oh, I'd like an, an iPhone 11 Pro, please. And they're like, oh, of course. And then they go on and see the price. What the? <laughs> False teeth popping out all over the ground. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like I might do that to Great Auntie Sandra this year. Really? Yeah. What would you what would, would you ask her for? Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the PS1. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> that would be so funny. I do, really do you know do, do you know what she would get you? She would get Oh no, you, she'd get me like pink she, unicorn horns with a castle on them. No, no, no. No, you know what she would get you? She would get you a violin um like lullabies book. That's Granny you're thinking of. That's, that's Granny. That's not right, Granny. But anyway, anyway, we're kind of straying from the path. It don't stray from the path. Um, yeah, I've also been doing a lot of game book research and stuff. Because I, I just love video games. Game book? Like, books about video games. Oh, I thought you were meant to say Game Boys. No, yeah. though I do want... You know, there was a Game Boy... In 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 if you if any of you guys have ever been to a computer exchange, it's really good. They sell secondhand games quite cheap. Um, there was a Game Boy in the window, and I looked at it and I went, "Damn, I want that Game Boy." Fifty five pounds. That's not much. It was a Game Boy original, not like one of the original original ones, because then it would have been like a thousand quid. You know what? My mum had a Game Boy. I know. Mum had a Game Boy. An original, original Game Boy that could have sold for a grand. And she sold it for like five pounds or something. What the actual duck? I want that Game Boy. Right, oh. right now? Yeah. It's kind of sad that parents get rid of consoles. I'm never getting rid of any of my consoles. I kind of get the gist of that beef. Yep, I kind of get the gist. Anyway, but yeah. So I saw it in the window. And I knew it was my Game Boy. Love at first sight. And then I went back at the weekend and it was gone. Somebody bought my Game Boy. And now there's another one. But it's boxed, so it's 120 quid because it comes with a bit of cardboard. I mean, like, what the cheese? I wanted that Game Boy. Now it's gone. I bet whoever bought it is just going to sell it on for more money. But angry at them. Okay. Anyway, on to the inner world before I get really mad. More mad than I already am. So, can I start? Not not yet. So, Neve. Yes. Well, just a reminder, Um, this is a story that can be spoiled, so. Neve. Yes. How would you define the inner world? Like, if you had to write, like, a, a write-up for it, not a, in terms of synopsis, like, you know, do you know what I mean? No. <sighs> okay, I'll do mine. I'd say it's a 
tune. We say this at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we can say it at the beginning. No, we say it at the end. No, but if people haven't played it before, and they probably never will, and they just want to know what it's like, then they might want to hear, like, what it is. Yeah? You just meant to do it at the end of the podcast. Wow, Neve. Well, we're doing it at the beginning, right? Today. Yo, why don't I do the beginning with you and you do the end, yeah? Yeah. So, I would say that the inner world is a point-and-click puzzle-adventure story-driven game with a fabulous soundtrack. And the funny thing is, it's family-friendly, but also really not family-friendly at the same time. I know. And I just think that's quite funny. So, any of you can start now, but we're not going to have the volume. We're just going to talk about the game. So, the game starts. You are this person. If you can be. Wait, hang on, hang on. Let's let's start with like the actual. What is the intro, intro cutscene? So, actually, you, you can turn out the music for the intro cutscene. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got subtitles, by the way. couldn't hear that properly or were like breathing really loudly or something um so there's a tiny universe consisting only of soil called asposia and it has three wind fountains the wind fountains are basically going capuche then the light went away yeah and there's only one wind fountain left which is guarded by the abbot conroy who was helped by his apprentice robert so that's kind of what you need to start off the game um yeah Robert well, and then there are like the, then these wind, wind gods called the Basilians came. Yeah, but you don't know they're called Basilians yet, but it's not really a spoiler or anything. So, basically, Robert is obviously Conroy's apprentice. So, Robert is a... How old do you reckon Robert is? 15? 16? I feel like he's kind of supposed to be like no, 21. No, he's meant to be 15, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. So, anyway, you play, you play as, so Robert is the main protagonist in the game. That's who you play as for most of the time. And... Practically all the time. Basically, Robert has a nose with holes in it. It's, he's a flute nose. Is he's what? a flute nose. And mm. he, he mentions, like, in the, in the beginning that people are scared of said flute nose. So he knits himself, like, a little striped nose cosy. It's like a tea cosy for a nose. It's quite funny. Yeah. A so, nose so, cosy that's yeah. striped like everyone yeah. else's nose. And he can actually play his flute nose. So when Conroy is angry at the wind god Bazillions because they're not helping him get back the wind, basically, yeah. then he asked Robert to play his to play his tune. Yeah, so basically, Basilians are 
petrifying people and like turning them to stone and stuff and that's not so good um and a pigeon flies through the window and steals something that's very precious to conroy so robert jumps down the garbage chute and goes after it and then robert is in Asperger for the first time ever. Yeah, the actual outside world, because Robert's never been outside before. He's always stayed in Conroy. Conroy is one of the three wind monks. Yeah, basically. And then you discover that... Um, yeah, he's never been outside Conroy's palace. Yeah, basically. And there's... So you go to this back alley where you get the pigeon and stuff, and um, there's this girl that's wanted and things. So you solve, solve the puzzles. Neve. Yeah. You're... Okay, I'm going to ask you... Gonna, I'm going to ask you three questions. But you're going to answer them all in one, yeah? How difficult did you think the puzzles were? Did you think the controls were good? And did you like the hint system? And why for all of them? I Go. think some of the puzzles were quite random. No, I see, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's hard to make a puzzle game, though. I know, it really I think is. some of the puzzles were very random. Your second question was, um, how was the... Yeah, the how controls are absolutely great they're just they're very yeah simple they're very easy to understand guys it's like a general relax you don't jump you don't fight you well it is a point and click yeah and the hint system the hint system it's like a layered hint system yeah it's layered like it follows your progress in the game like i don't know i'm gonna make up a random example um just use a real example if you can remember one uh, i'm not remembering one okay okay so imagine you needed to use a pen to write on the whiteboard yes yeah. considering i'm holding a pen and there's a whiteboard behind me yeah but you didn't know you didn't see you didn't know how to reach the whiteboard because it's really high up yeah when you go into the hint system they might say maybe you could use something tall to reach the whiteboard and then perhaps it... a ladder and then it'll say do you remember there was a ladder in that back alley and then it's yeah. like go to the back alley and collect the ladder so yeah you... and then it's just like use the back use the ladder with the table yeah. And it's like, use the pen with the whiteboard. Yeah, it, it, yeah. but it puts it... It, it, yeah. it layers it, so it follows your progress. So it wouldn't say, use the pen with the whiteboard, if you can't reach the whiteboard yet. Yep. So I think that's a, so I think those are all very good, so... Yeah. For me, I thought some of the puzzles were random, but it's an indie company, and I appreciate a puzzle game is hard. Yeah. You have to be very good at thinking backwards. Yeah, and... And I can understand some of the ones they would be random. But I thought generally, when you saw the answer to the puzzle, you were never like, well, how the hell was I supposed to get that? It was always like, oh, maybe if I'd used my brain a bit harder, I maybe uh-huh. could have got so, that. Yeah, some of the puzzles are extremely random, but only before you have them. Yeah, I wish all puzzle games had a hint system like that. I know, because their hint system is god. It's gotten amazing. Hey, yes, can I finish the cutscene? No, not just yet. But um, anyway. Actually, yeah, you can, but we're not going to have the volume because we've already kind of talked about it. Um, I thought the controls were very good. They're just very simple controls. And, um... Hey. I'm not hitting you, I'm hitting the sofa. I know, and, it's very loud. Sorry. And, um... Um, yum, yum, yum. Oh, the hit system's amazing. I love it. I think it's yeah. really good. But I think sometimes... The graphics are a bit thingy because see he doesn't have the holes on his nose when it, just when Peck was trying to eat. No, I know, but thing. I mean the graphics. Yeah. If you look at the graphics for the inner world, if you just Google right now the inner world, you'll see. The interesting thing is, the graphics are good, but the art style makes it look like they're not. I really like the art style. I'm um, something to something to point out right now. So as we said earlier, it was published by Head Up Studios. 
which are the same people that published Trubabruk. So that means that... And Trubabruk and the Inner World are very similar games. I really enjoy that style of game. And same with Minecraft Story Mode, if you guys have ever played Minecraft Story Mode. It's such a good game. Yeah. I might play it again before we make a podcast on it. Um, and... What was I? I've lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, oh, I can't think. Neve, what was I just saying? I don't know. Oh, Head Up Games. So they must be in charge of publishing, like, the kind of point-and-click story games. So Head... Not, sorry. I'm so Trubabrook and the Inner World and stuff, which is quite interesting. So I'm going to have a look at other games published by Head Up because I really like those kind of games. Um. So... Earlier I was saying, you might be kind of confused about this, it's kid-friendly and not kid-friendly at the same time. So it's actually rated a 12+, plus due to language and drug and alcohol references. And there are drug and alcohol references. There are also yeah. sexual references. It's, I don't know, but, but it's I guess if you were a little kid, you wouldn't get those references. I feel like, Neve, I feel like if you'd played it by yourself, you probably wouldn't have got those references. If I'd played it, no... I feel I, like if I, I didn't I got, exist. The, I got all those references when I was playing it by myself. Okay, so I guess if, if you I'd, were... Like, if I played eight. it when I was... When, if I played it when, by, when I was six to eight, then I wouldn't have got those references. Yeah, that's what kind of makes it a family game, because say you've got a mum and a dad and two kids both under the age of seven. Seven, yeah. Then it will seem like a family-friendly game. Because the storyline's very family-friendly. It's only the references in it. And there is a bit of language, but it's not... It's not that bad. Um, yeah. But it is a funny game. I, I thought it was a funny game. Yeah, it is. I really like Steve. So, oh, God. So, basically, Steve's there's this recep- receptionist um, called Steve, and he has... Mm, Psychological issues, we'll put yeah, it that way. And literally what Robert says... Um, he literally says... Because, like, you can... Look at someone, then you'll say something, but they, no one else will really hear you. Yeah, so and, I'm just going to yeah. move on to that just quickly, just before you yeah, continue further. Yeah, so basically, when you um focus on something, ooh, sorry, when you focus on something, eh, here we go, eh, eh, so you have the option to look at, add, so like use an item in your inventory or talk to, assuming uh-huh. it's a human, assuming it's assuming it's an animal. And also, it, if you go into your inventory, you can like combine items and stuff, yeah. which is quite cool. Yeah. So like that, and when when you're talk, when you're looking at Steve, it's just like this is Steve. Steve has psychological issues, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, it's just funny. Mm. I'm gonna look up the Inner World review, just because I'm curious to see what other people thought of it. Um, why don't you just have a look at iOS? No, because then they complain about glitches and stuff because someone's just like what. Rating of fifty eight percent. That's not very good. I think it's much better than 58%. Me too. 58 meta score. It's not terrible. Uh, someone said they really liked it. Um, a lot of people say they find it very easy to relate to the character, which I did, don't you think? Yeah. I feel like you got a lot of... Considering it's a point and click where they talk a lot, it's very easy to get very connected to the characters, don't you think? Yeah. Like, in Trubabrook, you get so connected to the main protagonist, don't you think? 
Yeah. I absolutely... I just... I know, I felt like I knew a lot about... You know when... I don't know if you guys have ever had this before. When you've been watching a film or a TV programme or something for a long time, and you feel like you actually know the actors, like, personally. Yeah. And you have, like, a dream where you're... With them. In the show or something. Yeah. Or in the film. Yeah. I feel like, like... Even though they're playing a character that you don't think they generally are like, you can relate to how hard yeah. the fun it must be yeah. to try and play that character. But I feel I feel like I actually know them as their characters in real life, if you know what I mean. I feel like they are their character, and I, and I sometimes have dreams where I'm like talking to them as a character. And I feel like video games... At least the games, the, usually the games I play aren't as good at that. So, for example, I mean, like, I, Hollow Knight. You don't feel like you'd be going around, like, with Ghost in Hollow Knight, do you? No. You know how to do that, I but feel point more and like, clicks. I feel like you can relate more to Quirrell in Hollow Knight. In Hollow Knight. Yeah, I mean, there are certain characters you can kind of relate to, but I feel point and clicks. I feel like this game did a very good job at, um, at... Come on, brain. At? At connecting you with the characters. Mm. I thought it was funny, did you? Yes. I thought it was a funny game. I don't... Did it ever actually make me laugh? I think it did. It did, actually. Then It did make me laugh. So, after you get out the back alley, in, like, the main bit near the palace grounds and stuff, you go to this theatre... And there's like a show they put on. It's it's so funny. It's literally it's it's in like a puppet style. It's quite funny. Edith, you yeah. know the Conroy doll. You know how it says, um, "He who works at Asmodean Visitor." Yeah. 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 It says something else. I think it's um, something like Conroy is nice and fine. So wait your turn and wait in line. Or I something. think so. Yeah. But and Conroy's kind of like a dictator sort yeah. of but um yeah it oh you made me lose my train of thought oh yes you go to this theater and there's this show and it's like basically connor is trying to convince everyone that the bazillions are evil but this is a huge spoiler okay the bazillions are obviously machines that he constructed they're not actually wind gods yeah yeah so i mean he's he's obviously evil and you, you did learn... say spoiler alert didn't you yeah i did don't worry and you do learn um, right at the end of the game how Robert, how like the dynasty of flute noses, obviously well, created big spoilers the wind. Alert. This this whole thing's basically gonna be spoilers. Yeah, no, but I've I've given plenty of warning on that, Neve. Don't worry, because um, I've I've seen a lot of podcasts with reviews saying that they're not careful enough about spoilers. So I'm being careful, guys. Uh, what was I saying? Ah, my my brain's not functioning today, okay. um, and I'm not really. Helping you. No, you're not. You're just sitting there playing the inner world, Neve. Sorry. I I thought the art star really matched the humor. Yeah. Oh my god, I love the gorfs. Oh my god. The so gorfs are they're so. Ba- they're cool. basically these furry frog guys with big tails, and they lick their own eyeballs. It's just they're just so funny though, and they're like it's just like because they they're like deadly evil creatures, but the first one you meet is like a, is a guy and he has this hilarious accent. So you walk up to him and he's like, hello there, I am Mr. Gorf, and um, I am very lethal. This is a horrible accent, guys, I can't do accents, but it's funny. And he's just like, I am very lethal and highly dangerous. And Robert's like, um, do you think you can help me? And he's like, well, 
Unless you want to be poisoned by my tongue, then no. <laughs> yeah, and then he's got this funny. dry, itchy spot on his head. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Robert's like, I could scratch it for you. And he's like, not unless you want to be burned to a crisp by oh, the toxic and acid and on my head. So basically, for a little bit, you play as Robert's friend, Laura. Laura. Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't even talked about Laura. What the hell? So the owner of the pigeon that stole Cornroy's precious item is called Laura. Yeah. And she Laura wears, like, is... a big green robe. Yeah, Laura is your companion throughout the game. Throughout most of the game, anyway. And oh, Yeah, and originally yeah. you think she's evil, but then you kind of discovered that yeah. Conroy's evil and you realise that she's trans Conroy. So a long time ago, Conroy took her father, who was like a genius scientist that constructed yeah. the Basilians uh-huh. in and the she's, first place. And she's basically been a homeless... Not really an orphan, because she just kind of goes around stealing stuff and... Well, she's trying to stop yeah. Conroy. She has a base underneath the theatre and stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, Edith, there's a really funny bit. You know when you see the aerologists in the... Oh, oh, yeah. the and there's there's basically a tent next to the aerologist, oh. and she and she literally looks at the tent and goes, "A tent, those wimps." Last time I went camping, I slept in a ditch, and it was raining. Oh yeah, that's no, just she's funny. a hardcore human being. Yeah, the aerologists are funny. So later on in the game, you'll know if you're listening this far, which you shouldn't have done unless you know about the aerologists. Spoilers. Um, brain, brain. Aerologists. You shouldn't know. Yes, go on. Aerologists. And they're very funny. I think... I find a lot... We've been watching recently. I don't know if any of you guys have watched this. If you've watched the Marvel films, you really should. It's called um, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And it's about S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, how they operate. It's really good. It is There's really so good. many episodes. There's, like, seven seasons and 24 episodes There are five episodes and 22 episodes a season. Five seasons and 22 episodes a season. That's what I said. No, you said five episodes. Oh, yes. Um, and... It's really good, and what's quite funny about it is, even though they're all kick-ass spy agent things, mm-hmm. they're also very high-maintenance, and it's just quite funny, because yeah. they, they're all, like, they they have, like, this plane, and at one point Nick Fury walks in, and he's, like, and he's, like, he I, he, I can't cover, like, the cost of this plane anymore, you're gonna need to lose the fish tank, and then the, the, main, the main guy, Agent Coulson, who you would know from the Marvel films if you've watched them, is just, like, Guys, we're going to need to lose the fish tank. And even if it's not funny. even a fish tank. There is a fish tank. Well, not anymore, so they had to lose it. Good point. It's just funny, and I find it's a lot like that with the aerologists. Yeah. I feel like they're very... They're quite hardcore because they're, like... They're kind of camping out, and they're studying... Aerologists, like, study the wind and the wind fountains and stuff. And they're kind of camping out and doing hardcore aerologist stuff. And they're also, like, they've hired a cleaning lady, and they think Laura's the cleaning lady. Yeah. And they're like, oh, before you go, could you put the little chocolate mints on on the pillows? It's just But Laura is really antisocial. She's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's kind of like me. She's not... Actually, no, she's not. She's really not. Thanks, Neve. Ugh. That's not a bad thing, Edith. Isn't it? No. No, but Laura's cool. Laura's cool, yeah. Laura's a good character. But yeah, you get to play as Laura for a little bit when Robert gets captured by one of the wind monks. So the three wind monks of exposure are Conroy. And then there's the uh, the one that you find in the bar. Who gambles. Near the, the beginning of the game. And then there is the the one that captures you. Yeah. I feel like the soundtrack... Actually, we're going we're gonna, to um, go through... So these are, these are my five things that we're going to review every time we review a game. Controls, gameplay, story, soundtrack, graphics. 
So we'll start with we'll start with controls. What do you think of controls? The controls are really good, and I already told you that. I know, but you told me again. Controls are good. Hi, Dad. Yeah, we are making a podcast. Goodbye, Dad. There's literally a sign on the door that says podcast recording. Never mind. I guess nobody reads signs these days. Um, I'm actually going to write down. So, controls you think are good. Gameplay. What do you think of the gameplay? Uh, the gameplay is good, and it, and I I'm li- I've literally just put a drunk worm on on a broken crutch to make a slingshot. Oh yeah, I remember that? <laughs> That's funny. Um, graphics, graphics, they're good. Yeah. Um, I like the graphics. Story, really good. And finally, have I missed out? Have I had? I've done controls. Gameplay, graphics, story, and soundtrack. Wait, have I done all five? No, you've not done soundtrack. Oh, sorry, soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. Soundtrack is very good. It is good. So, yeah, those are going to be our ones. Controls, gameplay, graphics, story, soundtrack. Oh, alphabetical order, suckers. Right. <laughs> is that not... Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I thought the story was very good. Yeah. Because although it was quite simple, it wasn't simple. No, it it's all plot twist. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hard to follow, which is one of the reasons it's a family game. It, you can, if you had a six-year-old, they could sit and very clearly understand the story. Yes, you wouldn't have to stop and explain it to them. Yet the story isn't. There's a good guy, there's a bad guy, and the good guy wins. There's plot twists. Yeah. And although sometimes the plot twists are kind of obvious, like, I mean, you know Conroy's evil from the first second. Don't you? Well, He's you... a haggard... He's like a haggard old guy in a red robe being a dictator. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of got the idea. I didn't go, like, hardcore, oh, he's, like, the really, 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 really evil. Yeah. Yeah, he is, um, you, but you can tell he's evil, so that you kind of expect him to become evil, but it's still not obvious, because you're never sure. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed it as a game, and I think it's something that I would come back and play again. Mm. Yeah, I feel like if I was, I feel like if there was another lockdown, and I'd finished every game I owned, and I didn't have the money to buy a new one, and I was to go back and play a game again, I feel like it would probably be the inner world. Depending on what kind of mood I was in. Oh, sniffly. Sniffly! Yeah. How long has this podcast been going for? 31 minutes and 24 seconds! 26 seconds now, but hey, that's life. Um, 30 seconds now. The reason I actually ended up getting it on the Switch as opposed to the iPad is because it was reduced on the Switch. It was actually cheaper to get it on the Switch than the iPad. So, hey, why not? And I'm glad I did, because I feel like it needs all the buttons. And it's nice to be able to play it on the big screen. I think it's a very good indie achievement. Would you agree? Yeah. And I feel like the character design. Oh, we're going to add a six point characters. It's kind of funny. We've got controls, characters. Yeah, we've got two Cs, two Gs, and two Ss. Controls, characters, gameplay, graphics, story, soundtrack. 
Lucas Pianophile. Double C, double G, double S. Bad. We're going to call it CGS time when I want to ask you those things. CGS time. What did you think of the couch, though, in terms of, like, design and... They're funny and they've got good design. I think the voice acting for this kind of thing must be amazing because every single thing you can interact with, you have at least two responses. Voice acted in English and German. I know. Like, wada. Wada! And there's... There's at least 300 things to... No, easily 300. There's at least 300 things to interact with. Yeah. It's quite funny because when you combine items or, like, click on random things because you just don't know, sometimes he just says, that's just a random guess, isn't it? And it's just quite funny. I feel like the voice acting is very good. Mm -hmm. You know what annoys me in a game? A point-and-click game. What? Or any game with voice acting, actually. When what they're saying doesn't exactly match the subtitles, even if it's slightly off, even if like the, even if they're like, yeah, that's cool, but on the subtitles they're like, yes, that's really cool. That just annoys me, and that mm. happens a lot in Trooperbrook. Yeah, I feel like it. It happens sometimes in the inner world, but not it as happens much. Happens occasionally in Minecraft Story Mode as well. Does Minecraft Story Mode have subtitles? It doesn't have subtitles, does it? I'm pretty sure it does. I know, next time we'll play, we'll see. Hang on. If I look up some Minecraft story, we'll go play. So, Neve, considering you wanted to do this, um, hey. What is this game in a burrito? Wait, 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 wait. This isn't the end of this podcast. Oh, you're right, it's not. Um, I've got another question to ask you. What was your favourite, um, what was your favourite level? Of the inner world? Yeah. Um, nom, nom, nom. I liked... Um, I liked the Gorfalina level. With the gate? Yeah, female Gorf- Gorfalina. Gorfalina! <laughs> so basically you meet a female Gorf. And she's called... Well, you She's called, called Gorfette. No, she's called Gorfalina. No, she is called Gorfalina, but I think Gorfette sounds better. Neve, your, your blanket's covering the speaker. That's not good. Well, you don't actually know oh, yeah. it's Gorfalina. No, when you play it, it doesn't have the subtitles, so does it? Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah. That just looks wrong, though. Do you think it looks wrong? Mm, I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Have a look next time I play. It's kind of cool that you can play it on Netflix. Anyway, we're not talking about the inner world right now, and we need to. Right now. Right now. So, anyway, yeah, we? what was your favourite level of the entire game? Uh, the Gorfalina level. The Gorfalina level. Me? Ooh, that's a hard one. You know what? Or Steve level. Yeah, I really enjoyed the level with Steve, because I thought Steve was a funny character. I enjoyed that, um... Oh, and by the way, Steve has an obsession with soft cookies. Oh yeah, he he, he is obsessed when someone, with cookies. Then someone try when someone tries to, well, when you try to mix like a bunch of inedible ingredients in his blender, then he goes to having gumballs instead of soft cookies. Yeah, because yeah, I really enjoyed that actually having to make the cookies with all the substitute ingredients. I thought that was yeah. a really fun level actually. I really enjoyed that level, but I also enjoyed the level where you're saving Laura's father. 
Not because I particularly like the setting of the level. I didn't really like the setting that much. But because it was when the story unfolded. Yeah. And the story really took I, a turn. I, I, it was quite I do exciting. quite like the guard level. I love Sergeant Brady. Oh, that's actually quite a good voice. That's better than my voice would be. Can I? Can I? No. Hear, no, no. Let me hear your Sergeant Sergeant Brady. <laughs> no. Sergeant Brady. Oh, that'd be better the first time. Because that's my Sergeant Boydy voice. Yes, yeah, Sergeant Boydy's funny. So basically, there's this bird and he's dressed up as like, a little general guy and he's actually like the general of the guards, even though he's literally a parakeet in the cage. It's, it's and, just cute. Yeah, and he's like, oh, look, it's a birdie. And then the birdie just goes, that's Sergeant Boydy to you. <laughs> he's just cute. Mm-hmm. I am Sergeant Boydy. <laughs> yeah, I guess you kind of are. <laughs> Do you like my Sergeant Boydy voice? We. Oui. I feel like the Inner World's a very underrated game. Not a lot of people know it. I'm gonna look up the Inner World merchandise because I want a t-shirt. Can you imagine the Inner World amiibo? Oh, that'd be cool. Merchandise. Here I am. Merchandise. Merchandise. <gasps> Inner World gifts and merchandise. Red Bubble. Red Bubble is the best website. I'm actually thinking of putting some of my art up there. Double is red. You know, like, bubbles are red. And green and blue. Oh. <gasps> it's a tumble mouse. There's a tumble mouse sticker. That's a start. I like the tumble mice. So what was your favourite creature? The gorse. I knew you'd say that, actually. I like the phosphos. I thought they or, were very yeah, cute. Or the phosphos. Do you know what I really like, Edith? In the Wind Chapel, when you have to play the songs, I like how the different bottom bits of the phosphos show you which notes you have to yeah, play. Yeah, it's really... I really enjoy playing with my flute notes. What's your favourite mechanic of the game? Playing your flute notes. I think the fact you can play your flute notes is a very funky mechanic. Yeah. You know a really cool mechanic that they were talking about on Dungeon Machines? What? I can't remember what game it was, but... um. Basically, the number of enemies adjust depending on how many players you have. So if you've got three players, there'll be more enemies. If you're a single player, there'll be less. Yeah. That's really smart, that isn't it? That makes sense, yeah. I've never seen that in another game before. Nope. Yeah, that's really cool. Nope. Nor, nor has Sergeant Boydy. <laughs> no. Sorry, I love doing my Sergeant Boydy voice. Oh, great. <laughs> it's dark in here. I'm going to turn the lights on. But that gives it a cosy feeling. I want to the light on. No, don't kill walruses. Well, it's very dark in here. It's not that dark. It's kind of dark. Anyway, we're, we're not, no. Just, well, just I think I'm things. excited to play the Inner World, The Last Wind Monk. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Nave. <coughs> Pack. No dying. Um. Let's wrap the game burrito, this, this podcast, about... Inner the inner world. Let's wrap it up in a big, juicy burrito. Neve. Don't. Off you go. Well, wrapping this game up in a big, juicy burrito blanket, I think it is funny. It's, f- it's quite cute. Funny. It's funny. It's a funny, cute action. No, it's not action. A funny, cute point and click adventure game. A funny and cute. Point and click adventure. But damn! I still can't believe four episodes of Gaming in a Nutshell. A podcast I had with one of my friends. And I always wanted to say, okay, then what's this game in a nutshell? Because that would have been funny. But I never did it. 
Well, now you can say what's this game wrapped up in a big juicy burrito. I know, but what's this game better. in a nutshell sounds better because like a game in a, a game in a nutshell, like That's something a- in a nutshell is actually a phrase. Something in a burrito is not. Well, it's practically the same thing. It's just a different form of life. Mm-hmm. Your so, forehead is very warm. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. No, 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 but your hands all cold. Well, that's because your forehead is warm. Probably because no. I'm not wearing a jumper and it's cold and rainy. Then why aren't you wearing a jumper? I don't know. And we're inside. Yeah, Neat, What? What is your favorite bit of soundtrack? The wind song. The wind song. Yeah, that's a, that's a song that the flute noses play at the end of the game. Yeah. Would you recommend this game to a friend? Yeah. Which friend? Which friend would you recommend it to? I don't know. I feel like uh, uh, hopefully next weekend we're gonna, we're gonna have one of our friends round to um have to play loads of games because she really wants to play Ori in the Blind Forest, but they don't have a console that supports it. They've got PS4 Pro and Xbox Three Sixty, but Ori in the Blind Forest is only Xbox One. Yeah, which sucks. Um, you mean Ori in the Blind Forest is only Switch? Ori in the World of e- No, Xbox One as well. Remember, Abigail, your friend Abigail has it. Oh yeah. But anyway, we're going to have her and we're going to play Pikuniku. Abigail also has Hollow Knight. <gasps> no way! For the Xbox? Yeah. I didn't know you could get it for the Xbox. God, it's I'm going to be getting she's... Finley to get it then. If he's got an Xbox. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. But so, Edith, yes. I think I would recommend the inner world either to Isla or Lottie. Cause I feel like, but when, when my friend I think her, I, I think Lottie and... Yeah. I think Lottie and Isla would get the humour the most. I don't know which of my friends would particularly enjoy it. I don't know if said friend would enjoy it or not. I really want to play Undertale. What? You're giving me a look. What's Undertale? It's a game. It's like a... And Edith, you keep messing up the footstool. I'm sorry. Stop. They're so easy to up. kick. <laughs> Pick your Niku style. <laughs> Kick in the box. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry. Edith was destroying our beautiful footstools. <laughs> Niku style. No, no, you just fixed it, wouldn't you? I mean. Um, Wait, wouldn't you? I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. just lost my chugga chugga choo choo train. Oh, Undertale. <laughs> it's like a pixel black and white game. It just looks cute and fun. And one of my friends has played it and really likes it. Edith. You know what? You're going to be a villager, and I'm going to do this picnic this time. No, don't kick me, <laughs> yeah. Randy's. But yeah, no, that's okay. Wait, no. <laughs> Come on, Nee. We need to wrap up, and we can't wrap up while you're kicking me. <laughs> I'm not even kicking you. <laughs> you were a minute ago. What, what are you that doing? Hurts. We're such children. Well, of course we are, Edith. We're childlings. Can you imagine adults listening to this right now? Ooh, it's so cringy. I'm sorry, we are said cringers. Yes, Neve, you should be. You should, should be. be. Right, anyway, you just stole my sheep hat. That's outrageous, <laughs> no, Neve. Give, let's give everything back for wrapping up. So, okay. Thank you very much for listening. Um, as usual, if you enjoyed said podcast, or even if you didn't enjoy it, then please leave a review, a written review, a awesome. written review with constructive feedback, a la pesh cakes. <laughs> Um, please yeah. subscribe to us. Do it now. Right now, please. Cash cakes. Please tell your friends. If they're into games, like any of these games, just tell them. Say, yo, amigo, listen to said podcast, <laughs> said game burrito. Only say more, more like... Uh, say more like an actual human being, not like me. <laughs> um, 
But Edith, you're an actual human being. You don't know that, Neve. Yeah. You don't know that. I, I do. Finally. Oh, Neve, you have a friend online. Yeah, I know. Yay, that's fun. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at, at the, the Game, Game Burrito. Burrito. And, and if, like, as I always say, if you do not have Twitter, Twitter, or if you're not old enough to have an account, then please ask someone else who is old enough to have an account, obviously. So, thank you very much for listening. Otherwise, we'd just be talking to ourselves. Oh, Edith, I know who yeah. the wind monk in the bar is called. I can't remember. Um, Malleus. Malleus. What's the evil one called? I don't know. Gorfalina. <laughs> Gorfalina. No, Gorfalina is a gorf. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. We we seriously actually do appreciate this because this isn't even something we like. We don't get paid for this, guys. This is our own free time. Just saying that right now. Our own free time. We don't get paid a single penny for this, and we children. Just do it. You just spend pennies playing games. So yeah, we we spend money on you guys actually. So I hope I hope you're listening. Like, how do you spend money on them? <laughs> no, because we spend money on games for them to listen to. Good point. To think about it. So thank you very much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and goodbye. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.